Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. I'm sure everybody's just so excited to get back at it and go into work and school. And uh, I'm sure you're just ex just uh, giddy with anticipation. <laughs> but uh, I know that that is not true. And if you're like me, dread Mondays and dread getting back up early and having to go back at it again. But uh, such is life, and so therefore we got to do make the best of it we can, and uh, just try to have the best day we can. It's here, might as well do the best, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> Being miserable and bitter is not going to change anything at all, and not going to make it any easier. Just fact, it makes it harder. So, just uh, hate the weekends are so short. But uh, but anyway, I do hope everybody does have a good, good, safe, and enjoyable day today, and good morning to Darlene Barker and Jennifer Honeycutt and so many others that are watching this morning, Tracy Little, appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, Miss Mousy herself, the myth, the legend that is Mousy, so uh, glad she's joining us this morning as well. Alright my friends, if we, if you can, I would appreciate it, uh, let's stand, let's do a Pledge of Allegiance if we may. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Well, I uh, appreciate you all, uh, your patience. Uh, we didn't have any new devotions last week. We needed some uh, time off. Uh, I, uh, of course, I still had to do work at the church, but just devotion-wise, I just wasn't in a place mentally and emotionally to do the devotions effectively uh, that needed to be done. So I appreciate your patience. I do ask that you continue to keep me in your prayers and uh, going through some things right now that uh, we'll be able to just try to attack hard. So I appreciate your prayers and uh, need more strength right now more than ever. So uh, I appreciate that. Well, you'd always uh, preface uh, our devotions, a little political commentary, and I've had people you know, say before, uh, you know, in fact, I had got up here not too long ago, uh, well, I'm going to say, yeah, this past week, he said, uh, do you think that politics have any place in the church, and that's one reason why he doesn't go to church, and I told him, I said, you know, it's not that I want to uh, look for a reason to incorporate uh, political thought or something into uh, teaching or preaching is that when there are things that are in direct contrast to the Word of God, things that need to be brought up, then I feel like it's something as a pastor I have an obligation and a duty uh, to do so, whether you like it or not. I mean, there's going to be things that sometimes are said that you may not uh, agree with. And, uh, uh, you know, and I don't know if it got through to him or not, but, uh, you know, you look at the, 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 the Good Samaritan right there, hit on, I mean, you know about political uh, race. Uh, eco uh, economic uh, status uh, I mean he hits on a lot of things there uh, that uh, that Jesus brought out and the story of the Good Samaritan so that's one reason why you know I don't want to turn anybody off and watch my devotions and you, know, you may not like that I give these little political rants or commentaries but um, I feel like there are things that need to be brought up and addressed uh, for example uh, this defunding of our police is rock I mean just totally destroying our, our society. Uh, crime is up like never before. Uh, you know, the, the liberals want to uh, take away our guns, yet Chicago's got the strictest gun laws in the country and they got more shootings and 
about any other place in the, in the, in the country. Uh, you know, then you got this whole mask mandate thing. And like I said, I'm, you know, I don't want to make anybody upset. Uh, if you are a fan of Greg Locke, I don't have any views for him. I think he's a little opportunist. And uh, uh, he's one of these people said, he flat out said that he's one of those people to leave his church if they come in wearing a mask. I think that's absolutely, utterly ridiculous. Uh, I don't give a flying flip if you wear one or not. Uh, to me, I mean, my honest, humble opinion, I don't think it really does anything. I mean, it might help to a certain extent. But if you feel comfortable wearing it, wear it. I don't, you know, let's get off my nose if that's what, you, if you feel better doing it. And uh, so, you know, here they got this Delta variant, and uh, of course, Fauci is going to be as liars out there saying, oh, we're going to shut the country down again. They're probably wink, wink. So, yeah, they're, you know, of course, they're going to come after churches. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of issues that have to be addressed and brought up. And I, I get mad, I get angry, and uh, that's why I bring it up so, because I know that you that are watching are frustrated and aggravated as well. And so, this way, you can see that, hey, I'm not the only one that feels that way. That lunatic sitting there, uh, he, he feels the same way. So, uh, but as Christians, we're going to have to start standing stronger together because I'm telling you, because of the Marxist socialist agendas being pushed out there, uh, they do not, they, it is complete opposition to Christianity. They don't want it. And so that's why we have to speak out against it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, because the philosophy behind socialism with Marxism, uh, with Frederick Engels, uh, the, the, it is, that's uh, uh, where I'm getting at here, the, uh, uh, it's too early, is the fact that uh, Christianity uh, promotes helping others, but it also supports capitalism, and that is in direct contrast to socialism, where they want to give you for not doing, give, you know, force you to give to those in need. I'll get out here in a second. And uh, you know where in God's words it tells us to, to be forced to do anything, but out of our giving heart, we want to help those who are in need. And so, therefore, if you notice every country that's socialist, communist, they want to square with Christianity. And because Christianity stands in the face of LGBTQ, stands against abortion, stands against socialism, stands against communism, who do you think they're going to come after? Who do you think they're going to attack? They're coming after us. Uh, so, therefore, that's why I had to call these things out that's going on in our country so that people can uh, keep, you know, be aware uh, because if preachers remain silent and are not vigilant or not diligent, then that's why we have a dying church. That's why we have Christians who are apathetic, complacent. Don't, uh, you know, don't rise up against these things that are atrocious and wrong, but instead are compliant and say nothing. So we have an obligation and a duty to do those types of things, and you're doing a disservice of a pastor if you're not. So as Christians, my friends, we've got to stand true and stand strong. And don't forget that. Well, let's look at our uh, verse this morning. We're looking at Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. So if you have your Bibles handy, be sure and get those out. And uh, let's take a look at this verse real quick. But on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So we go on to read that. Now, that's, that's the verse that uh, put on social media, but let's look, read it in its full context, okay? Uh, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Verse 13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you also, so you also, I want to emphasize that, so you also must forgive. And, uh, and if you want to back up even to, to bring this more uh, into a reality 
of how it applies to us directly. Look again at verse 8 of this chapter 3. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Okay, so, uh, and well, in the verse 9, do not, uh, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So that's, that's important to add as well. Because, you know, something I was telling someone the other day I was uh, trying to witness to, and I was trying to explain to them uh, about the new creation of Christ Jesus. We put away what the Bible refers to as the old man. We put that away. We're no longer that person we were before. We're a new creature. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. When we come to know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, and we have a new start, a new beginning to our lives. We are a new person spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And, uh, and as a baby Christian, you know, it's going to take you a little while maybe to wean yourself off of bad habits and things that you may have uh, may have come natural. But now as a result, uh, sorry about that, so water pump uh, kicks on, so hopefully it's not making too much of a racket, you can hear me. But um, nonetheless, you know, you are uh, you're still going to have those things you're going to have to battle. Now there are those that I've talked to out there who have had uh, different uh, maybe addictions and such, and uh, they, God may have removed it immediately, and they've never had another desire for whatever it is that they, they were weak to. And then I've seen other people who have given their lives to the Lord, and they struggle day by day. And it's a trial, and it's a battle, but they hang in there, and they keep trying to do what is right in God's eyes. And that's what we have to remember. We are a new creation. Remember, we are the called out ones. We are the chosen. We are the elect. Now, I don't know when you talk about the elect, some people get turned off. You know, and they say, well, that, I don't want to listen. I don't believe that, that God only chose some. Uh, that's not right. That's not fair. Uh, every, uh, God, Jesus come to save everybody. That's not true because God's word says He, he uh, we are uh, known before we were in the womb and that we were predestined. Uh, and God's word cannot be more clear. And you may say, well, that isn't fair. But see, if Jesus died for everybody, uh, it would have been in vain because not everybody would have accepted Him. And so that's why Jesus Christ come to save the elect. We don't know who the elect are. That's why we have to minister. We have to witness. And when the, for those who try to say, well, that isn't fair, remember, God did not have to choose anybody. Jesus did not have to save a single soul. He could have condemned every single one of us to hell. But he at least chose some. And that's what makes our salvation that much more special because we know that we were adopted into the kingdom, that we were chosen. God chose me. He chose you. And that makes our salvation much more wonderful and, and surreal and, and beautiful because you think, wow, man, Jesus chose me. And all the people in the world, he chose me. You know, and so it makes it very special. And that's why we become that new creation of Christ Jesus. That's why we look up here in verse 8. Uh, it says, but now you must put them all away, anger and malice and slander and receive talk from your mouth. You know, I, you know, I'm the first one to admit I've got a temper. I, and I have to work on it all the time. I'm quick to shoot off at the mouth before I think. I'm working harder to try to to, to collect thoughts before <laughs> things are spewing out of my mouth. It's not an easy process for me, and I have to work very hard. But as a new Christian, we have to be careful not to be angry and show wrath and, and slander and, and obscene talk from your mouth. So your Bible may say court gesture. But um, 
We had to be careful not to say curse words. We had to be careful not to say the, the dirty, or repeat the dirty jokes. We had to be careful not to slander somebody. You know, it may be, or maybe you're in a church setting. Maybe there's somebody there you knew from your past, and you're sitting there talking about them like a dog. But what you got to remember is that person's there at church for a reason. And maybe, you know, whatever they were in your past that you hated or despised, you know, they may be there trying to change that become a different person. Say, so, well, you don't know that person, and you don't know what they've done, and it doesn't matter. See, that's why God's Word is telling us to forgive, to love, to show compassion towards one another. And that's where we come to verse 12. But then as God's chosen ones, again, referring back to the elect, referring back to, to those that, uh, uh, that God has chosen in this world, right? you know, God's Word can't be more clear when it comes to, uh, to the aspect of the elect. Uh, good morning, Karen Smith. But it says, put on the God's chosen ones, Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. We need to show that compassion one another, all right? Uh, to show forgiveness, to show love, uh, to show mercy. You know, God showed mercy to us. He showed that compassion towards us. You know, we've got a lot of kids going into the new school year. We've got a lot of people, you know, going back to, to work after the pandemic. And you're going to have people that you're not going to always like, but we're going to have to, whether it's in the church setting, work setting, school setting, we need to show compassionate hearts. To show kindness, you know, and to, it doesn't hurt anything to extend kindness to someone else. You know, and it may, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have been ran out of the church because of the, the actions and attitudes of others and uh, left a sour taste in their mouth. And I don't just mean congregants. It doesn't mean those who are sitting in the pews. Pastors have done the same thing. You have been nasty and unloving and unkind and unforgiving. And, uh, well, of course, I've told you all this before. There's a guy that... Um, mutual friend, uh, someone I know, and he wouldn't hardly have talked to me, and I you know, didn't know what his problem was. I thought, you know, if I done something to offend him, come to find out his wife ran off with the pastor of the church they were attending, you know, so no wonder, you know, and he found out I was a preacher, and of course to him, he's like, oh yeah, there's another low-life pervert, you know, and, and didn't want to have any association with me, and I don't blame him, I, you know, I'd have felt the same way, you know, because of these types of situations. But, you know, whether it's school setting, interaction with whoever you're dealing with, even though they may be nasty, maybe, you know, show kindness. I worked at a job uh, one time, and uh, there's this woman who was just, just nasty, man. I mean, nobody liked dealing with her. Nobody liked talking to her. She was just a nasty person. And I was determined that I was going to try to find everybody in the world would be nice to her, whether she liked it or not. And every day I would go in and say, don't you look nice today? How was your day? And she'd be curt and kind of smart and short. And, and uh, you know, and I'd, every day I'd go in and find something, whether it's something she had on or something new on her dick. I'd try to find something to show kindness, to, to show that, uh, you know, just be attentive. And I'm telling you, it, it, over time she got to where she was more nice. She would smile. She was more kind every time I come in there. And you could tell it. Uh, distinct difference between when I first met her and then how she treated me over time because I would find a way. I wouldn't focus on her negative energy. I would focus on something positive. And I'm not preaching positive mental attitude. That's, that's wrong. That's, that's just baloney there. And that normal bits of pill uh, lunacy there. But um, uh, you know, I'm just showing, uh, you're showing a Christian spirit by showing that kindness. And then showing humility and meekness and patience bearing with one another. You know, when you, when you think of humility, sometimes people think, well, I have to act like I'm a whipped pup. You know, that's humility. I've got to hold my head down and just, you know, act like I have to. You know, I can't stand that kind of attitude. I can 
understand people who act like a whip dog. Oh, look how humble I am. I'm just so, I'm just so humble. I'm like, I want to slap him. All right, it's baloney. It's full of crap. But when you show, when you're really truly humble, you're humble in spirit and in mind, and you're willing to do what God has called you to do. You're submitting to Christ. You're submitting to God. And you're showing that true humility before God Almighty. That's what humility is. And when you come before God, you're pushing out of the way all that selfishness, pride, lust, whatever it is in your heart. You're pushing out of the way. You're being completely open to God Almighty. You're showing all true humility to God. So, you know, uh, so you don't, it's not an act. You know, you can see someone who is a true spirit, who is truly humble. And those are putting on a facade of, oh, look at me. I'm so humble. I'm such a horrible person. And, and I know it. And please, I, you know. Don't compliment me. I'm, I'm so awful, you know. Because I, I, I know men. I've, I've met men within the Christian community who act like it. They, they were, sorry, they act like a bunch of wusses, you know. And uh, and I don't like it. I'm like, get away from the same kind of guys when they shake your hand. It's like a dead fish, you know. It's like ugh, gross, you know. It's like get away from me. <laughs> so, you know. But we want to be humble uh, before God Almighty. And showing that meekness, and showing that patience. Sometimes, you know, patience is not an easy thing to do. Be patient. Uh, you know, like I said, I couldn't. I don't think I could be a school teacher. Uh, the kind of patience and uh, resolve they have to have uh, dealing with with students, because now you, know, you can no longer paddle them. They can no longer discipline them. You can't. Uh, uh, you know, so these kids know they can do whatever they want to. Ain't even a whole lot of teacher can really do. And if they reprimand them in any way, you got the parent come down there and on top of them. Why would she be enacting to little Johnny? Or, you know, and, uh, and it's always the teacher's fault. I love that little meme that goes around. Uh, it shows the, the distinct difference between uh, 50s and 60s parents and current parents. And when the child made a bad grade, uh, these you know they're scolding the kid uh, in. 50s and 60s classrooms as a teacher what they need to do to get him back on track and chew his fanny out versus today Johnny makes a bad grade and it's the teacher's fault they're in the teacher's face and why do you hate my kid and you know and, and it's, it's ridiculous I mean you know and, uh, how that's happened so I don't know how teachers can show that kind of patience but we need to be patient whether we're in a school setting whether we're at work we need to be patient and it's not easy you know, it's not one of those things you really, I don't want you, I don't want to pray for because I don't want to be tested because my patience is not the best in the world. Um, but, you know, there are those that you're going to work with, those you're going to deal with that uh, you just don't like, you can't stand. And uh, it's hard to be patient with those types of individuals. So particularly if you're in a position where you feel like you're doing all the work and they're not doing nothing, uh, it's hard to be patient. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where I feel like I was doing all the work, they wouldn't do a jack squat, and they're the ones getting the praise, and I'm like, am I missing something here? What's, what's going on? You know, so it, it causes resentment, you know, and you're like, what, what is the problem? You know, because they're, they may be buddy-buddy with the boss, and it, it, it causes that kind of resentment. But you might just overlook it. Realize what you're doing. You're working for the Lord. Right? You're not working. A paycheck is something we have to have to pay our bills, but when we work, we go to school, we do it unto the Lord. And all things... And that's why we go back to uh, God's Word. It says, love Lord, love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, being and love to your neighbor as yourself. Showing compassion, meekness, forgiveness, love, humility. Showing and demonstrating these things to all those around us, whether work, school, or play, we've got to do that. You know, it's like last night. I was talking about uh, dear brother Christ, uh, Jim Kellner, who's went on to be, go home with the Lord. And, uh, I always thought a lot of Jim. I always liked him. And, uh, and I told you, I was down in Florida, 
here I'm in Sanford Airport, obscure little airport, a whole other state. You, you would think you would see, I mean, the chances of seeing somebody you might know are, you know, pretty slim, much, you know, less seeing somebody that you go to church with, you know. And uh, if I, you know, I could have been thinking, well, man, I don't, I'm not in Tennessee anymore. People know I'm a pastor and I can cuss and holler and be nasty and mean and drink beer and do what I want to. But you never know who's watching. And here I was coming through that airport, just going to run the restroom and come out, and, and it freaked me out. I was like, I know him. <laughs> it just didn't you know like it didn't register. It was Jim sitting there, and I talked to him for a minute, you know. But that's always telling my kids and stuff that you, hey, you never know who's around. You never know who's watching. And we don't do these things because we think, oh, well, I better keep it a good attitude because everybody's watching. We need to keep a good attitude because God is watching because we want to honor Him, whether we're in state of Tennessee or visiting another state or another city, whatever, you better mind your P's and Q's, realize you're a child of God, straighten up and act right because we do it because we want to uh, to serve a loving God and we want to honor Him in thought, word, and deed because, you know, you, you know, uh, I am uh, a firm believer that you, you, know, you, you may be out somewhere thinking nobody knows who I am and you show yourself, you might be surprised who might be around you. Hey, I'm, I was at uh, the mall here a few years back, and um, there was a uh, young lady who used to go to the church, and uh, she didn't know it. I was coming around the, the corner there, and she was dressed a little provocatively, and uh, she was with some girlfriends of hers, and she was dancing in a very not good way. <laughs> and. Uh, and saying some really rough, nasty stuff. I never said nothing. I never, in fact, I ended up passing her on down the the, uh, the mall, and she's like, "Oh hi, how are you?" And then, uh, but she never knew. I I saw how she was acting with her buddies. I just kind of went back around the corner. She never knew. So, you never know who's watching out there. So be careful. Mind your p's and q's, and uh, act like somebody. Act like a child of God. Act, you know, you know, it's not an act but be who you were called to be, the called out ones, the chosen ones. And uh, let's make sure we're serving God in all capacity in every areas of our life. Today's a new day, a new start, a new beginning. Let's make sure we're doing it in the right direction. Let's have a word of prayer. Then, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this morning's devotion. And uh, Lord, just help us each and every day to serve you in a mighty way. Help us, Lord Jesus, to, uh, to show the proper character uh, and Make sure that we are demonstrating that we are a child of God and for those who we are around. And even when we don't think nobody's watching, that we're still trying to serve you in all humility and grace and showing compassion, forgiveness, patience and love and meekness to all those around us. Let's put away that anger, wrath and malice and let us have a forgiving and loving heart. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to lift up uh, Jim Kellner's family Lord, uh, as we're trying to deal with this very tragic loss. And uh, please let Jim know that he is loved and missed. And, uh, we know where he's at and we'll see him again. And Lord, I do want to lift up Ginger Hood and Troy and Jim Penix and Wendy Lee. And uh, Lord, I do pray for Larry and Donna Knight and Ron Thompson. Uh, so many others, Lord Jesus, and that you will help them, guide them, and watch over them. And all those watching this morning and listening, 
The Lord just be with us this day. Help us to serve you well and do what is right in your eyes. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed day today, and uh, keep your eyes on the prize, and keep Christ centered in your life, and I uh, pray the Lord will protect you and bless you. Hope everybody has a good day today, a fantabulous day, and remember that each day is if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, God bless.